episode number 222 with Stephen Mike. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton. And this is Mike. What's up, Mikey? I'm, uh, I'm coming to you uh, this week from, uh, from Vegas. And, uh, you're, I don't uh, give a shit. I had a bad week. <laughs> 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 uh, unless, you're, unless you're flying around in Sputnik 50,000 miles from Earth. I'm not really, no, I'm kidding. You're out. <laughs> I've missed you, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, so how the hell are you? What uh, what what you been up to? You just dropped uh, Jonas off at school, right? Yeah, uh, um, not too much. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I did have a very I'm struggling with poker right now, but whatever. I don't even I don't even want to talk about it, Steve. I want to do strategies. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, I've you got know, a couple of hands. <laughs> oh, that was sarcasm. Oh, quickly. Right. I don't think we've talked since uh, we met in L.A. Oh, that's right. You know, we need to fill everyone in on uh, how that went because we last left them that uh, we were both getting up early in the morning and going to play a tournament. Uh, <laughs> we did that. And uh, I'll let you guys in on a little secret here. Um, Scott Stewart. Um, well, uh, Mikey, he got uh, how many people were in that tournament? 75 or 80? Something, something like, that. like that. Maybe 80, 79 or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, almost 100. Uh, Mikey, uh, for a ring event, got fifth. And Scott Stewart, you guys remember Scott Stewart? He's been on the show several times. He got second. And yours truly, I got 43rd. So I thought it was quite a stellar performance by the Heads of Poker, po Heads of Poker yeah, Podcast crowd. for sure. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad, as the expression goes. <laughs> yeah. Did every, uh, you were able to, uh, very casual affair, you were able to kind of snuggle up there behind, snuggle is not the word I would use, but you know what I'm saying, for the final table, you got to sit there. Yeah, so, I know they don't usually. Short-handed anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you uh, have any observations there? Uh, quickly, I had a spot where um, I opened ace-queen suit. I think we were six-handed. I opened, maybe we were five-handed. I opened ace-queen suited like under the gun or UTG1. And the button who had had the big chip lead but had lost one and was a little tilted, he just shoved. I think it was like 26, 27 bigs. It was a kind of an overshove. Now, was this the guy just to your left? No, this was the guy. He was in the one seat. He was in the one. Oh, um, uh, I forget his name. Um, I don't know. He, he was, was right next to Scott, right? Not that it's a fascinating hand. I took The guy that ended up winning the tournament, is that who you're talking about? No. He oh, the, okay. He was in the two seat. Okay, we must have been, we must have been uh, six handed then. Okay. Anyways, it was uh, I I tanked. I th thought it was a tough spot. I mean, afterwards we actually talked about it with Scott and Ian. They're like, "Oh, we both knew you had Ace Queen." I don't know what whatever, but uh, just because the guy was a little tilted, and we I thought he was shoving some suited broadways and some um, and some weaker aces because he was pissed off, and we've kind of seen him do that. But uh, anyways, he had 10s, so he was pretty good. But even if he's on a strong range, ace-queen suited still does okay. Yeah, so I remember that call. Yeah. We won that, and then uh, all of a sudden we had the chip lead, five-handed. Yeah. And we came in fifth. What, what, what went wrong, Steve? 
What's your it, theory? Uh, it was kind of neat being a, uh, I, w- I wasn't too sure if they were going to let me like rail the final table because it, it you know, <laughs> I was literally like just sitting like three feet from you guys. But I think I kind of created a friendly dynamic with the tournament director and, and he wasn't going to tell me. Well, I think it was the players. Me. If any of the players complained, but nobody seemed to give a shit. You were actually sitting at the table when they were playing heads up. I was, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty, that was pretty fun. I don't think I've seen that before. I just kind of nuzzled my way up there. <laughs> Who can turn away this friendly face, you know? <laughs> so, so I, guess I, I was getting everyone beers and everything, you know, so I think that, that kind of helped. But, uh, it, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm trying to remember what, um, what, what was your, your, your bust-out hand with Scott. That was unavoidable. Um, you had, uh, just to quickly recap, let's see, I think it was uh, UTG raised. Uh, Scott called on the button. You were in the small blind with sevens. Is, is I was right? a, I was in the big blind. You were in the big blind. Okay, uh, so uh, the uh, the guy to your left, the guy just to paint a picture of who this was. This was this was exactly who you wanted your final table. Um, he was uh, uh, probably uh, uh, OMC, I think, uh, but he had about nine no, to twelve you wouldn't call lights. Him an OMC. OMC is I think of as tight. This guy was. Yeah, like, he wasn't tight. You're right. No, he uh, was. He was. But he was clearly like afraid of kind of post flop play. Yeah. And just shove it in, and, and a couple of times he got it in real bad. Like. Yeah. Fairly, someone opened like early position who had ace king, and he just like shoved a seven. Yeah. Button <laughs> with like eight handed for like thirty bigs. And oh, I thought it was like so, forty, but it was a lot. Uh, well, like yeah. twice he got down, was getting down, and he just kept shoving in really bad spots not just his hand but relative to the action in the hand so i mean he was terrible yeah i, I didn't um, realize how good he was at that uh or good to have at that final table until the, you guys were five-handed and uh he got up with his you know ninth course light and just started kind of pacing the room talking on the phone not even playing his hands i'm like wow this is this is pretty cool <laughs> Yeah. Uh, although, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't write that any hands. Um, maybe I pushed a little too hard, but basically I just went card dead. I mean, there was a couple spots where if I knew, I think it was Ian who won the event. Yeah. I want to say he opened like the, we're five handed. So he opened up the cutoff, Scott shoved the button and I had ace three off with like 19 bigs. Um, Normally a shove for me. Really? After an open and then a shove? No, just an open. Cut off opens. I have 19 bigs in the small blind. Oh, I thought you said Scott shoved. No, he folded. Oh, he folded. I okay. he said folded. Um, so, I mean, we, we won't break it down, but uh, I should have thought a little more about this because the, the level was ending. So yeah. it went so I, I, I folded the blinds, the level went up, and all of a sudden I had 13 bigs or 12 bigs when I shoved my pocket sevens. So um, it probably still plays. There's a couple spots. And the, like I said, the guy to my left who was shoving like crazy, there's a couple times where I opened the button. It's like, well, I don't know how much you expand your calling range. Like I opened the button with king nine off. Not a great hand, but an opening hand. Mm-hmm. And not the total bottom of my opening range. And he like shoved. Um, so like three or four times, the guy to my left was taking pots off me. Yeah, he probably had it most of the time um yeah i don't know steve it's frustrating would have been nice to win but uh i'm becoming more mature about these tournaments i mean this was just to come up and play it for the heck of it and 
it would have been nice possibly for several reasons other than just winning maybe having my name out there with a, a picture of me with a ring again in my hand couldn't help for next year trying to get uh money for vegas you know i feel i would feel a little happier more comfortable charging a markup if i'd actually won a tournament yeah here you know it, uh um I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't see your hands. I was I was trying to see your see your hands, but then I was like, oh, I'm gonna get kicked out for uh, <laughs> for trying to be too obvious about this. So I would have loved to see your cards. There's you know? a reason I got a there's a reason I got a taser in my bag, Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, your bust out hand with uh, Scott was unavoidable. You know, you shoved sevens with I think you had thirteen and a half or fourteen bigs or something, and uh, he had nines. Um, I thought that was an interesting call by him on the button. To not I think well, he was in the small blind. He was in so, the small. Okay, so UTG opened. He called in the small blind. You were in the big blind with sevens. You shove your thirteen bigs. UTG folds. Scott snaps with pocket nine. Maybe I could have thought. No, I mean I think it's pretty standard. I got no, surprised his hand. Now, if he was the button, um, I think it's a little easier shove because he's defending that button wider just to have position on the weak player. When mm -hmm. he calls in the small blind, he's definitely got a stronger range. Um, and again, watching Scott and Ian, who are the two definite pros of the table, that is the one thing. Not as much three-betting as you'd expect. Yeah. They'd much rather um, just see flops and play you. I'll play you, you know, flop, post-flop. Post. Yeah, and they're pretty. You're just going to make more mistakes against them, or the average player is, and you know they're going to try to play low variance. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Where if yeah. he raises pocket nines there against the other the other guy, um, I don't think he can fold to a four bet, and you're now in a very um, high variance spot. Yeah, good point. Although I would so uh, you know I could have taken a little more time and try to think. You know, Scott might even be flatting, but this is. This has got to be just about the tippy top of his flatting range, and you know. I think so. I can't imagine him not three. I'm ahead of both there. their ranges. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many chips Scott had. At that point, it was it was getting a little bit shallow. So if he was, he probably didn't have more than thirty bigs. So he had to had to be fairly strong to call me, even for just thirteen bigs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. I don't, know. Steve. How are you? Uh, what's going on in Vegas there now? Uh, I got in day before yesterday. I'm, uh, let's see, where are we now? We're <clears throat> coming up in the middle of December. You guys celebrate, celebrate Christmas early. You're not going to see him again before Christmas, are you? No, I gotta, I gotta work, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas day after Christmas, then the 27th. And I think I get two days off and then I'm working all through New Year's. Uh, so I got like a week off out here. Um, visiting with family, playing tournaments, uh, celebrating Christmas early, and then uh, and then I'll head back. Uh, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to meet uh, our editor, Andrew. Uh, oh. I've never physically met him in person because him and his wife live out in um, out in the UK, and they're coming out to uh, LA. Uh, uh, let's see, when is this? Uh, this coming weekend. Actually, I think they're in LA right now, but I'm going to meet him this weekend. I'm going to show him LA. They've never been to America, um, so I'm going to show him. Uh, uh, Griffith Park Observatory. What are some other good uh, tourist stuff in LA? Griffith Park uh, with Planetarium, uh, maybe the Getty. Uh, I've always liked the La Brea Tar Pits. That place is really cool. Um, Science Museum with the with the space shuttle. That's kind of neat. Um, yeah, so we're probably just going to wander around uh, LA, show them Chinese theater, all that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so it'll be pretty cool. 
been pretty cool. <laughs> I've only ever met him over over Skype, you know, but never. <laughs> he's been with right. us for like four years. <laughs> never met him in there person. There might be some, uh, I don't know, wine tasting kind of thing. Or, you know, if they drink, I'm trying to think something other than just going to a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. That'll be cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want to just do hands? We can break off if I got something to uh, – Okay. I thought I thought I'd do it a, a fun, different way here. First okay. of all, this is very organized. This is like a, a TPE video with Andrew Broke. So we actually have a theme here. Okay. And the theme is getting max value. Okay. Against a tilted Snyderman. No, I'm not necessarily tilted here, but I'm going to let you play the villain and not tell you what I have. Oh, we're doing this one again. Okay. All right. Does let that me, sound let like me fun? get my pen and paper here. All righty. Okay. What, what, what was it? What was the, what was the theme? Getting max value from Mike Snyderman? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the, yeah, just just value play, I guess. Okay. Um. Well, I'll just I'll just read the hands here. I don't know. Uh, you get to be you get to be Jason Froelich this hand. How about how how much fun is that? Holy shit! All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Stick out your gut. <laughs> Get ready to sell some fish and play poker. Put some dead fish in your lap. Get in the mood, man. (laughs) It's nice Uh, place today. Two five game, and you are under the gun with two black sevens. Okay, UTG seven of clubs, seven of spades. Okay, Uh, under the gun. Yes, two five. I'm assuming uh, we raise here twenty twenty five something like that. Uh, Jason raised to twenty, which I think is fine. Okay. I concur. <laughs> okay. Uh, UT, you have three callers. UTG three calls, the low jack calls, and I am in the cutoff. I have, I will be the main villain. I have $975, so I have you covered. And you were in what position? The cutoff. You're in the cutoff, and you call. Okay. And let's see. This is the big blind, and the big blind calls too. So you got five to the flop. Okay, big blind calls 20. Okay. So we have 100 and. Two in the pot, is my math right? Yep. Okay. All right. And the flop is queen nine seven. Bottom set. Uh, suits. Two diamonds. The queen and the, the queen and the seven are diamonds. The nine is the nine of clubs. Okay. Queen of diamonds, nine of clubs, seven of diamonds, and we have two black sevens for bottom set. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see who's to act first. The big blind goes first. What does the big blind do? Big blind checks. Checks. Action is on us. 102 in the pot, uh, five handed. I want to get some money in there. Um, draw heavy board. Uh, we can get all action from a queen, possibly a nine, uh, all flush draws, Jack 10, 10, eight, uh, Maybe even some gutter balls, king tens, king jacks, if they have like the king of diamonds or something. I'm gonna I'm gonna go big here. Um, I think eighty would be my minimum, and I probably would not bet more than one twenty. So somewhere in that range, I'll, I'll just say eighty five. What's uh, what's Jason bet? Jason checks. Interesting. 
Um, I would bet along your lines, but you know, afterwards looking at bet, I don't think you have three players to act behind you. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of paint there too. Um, you also have me acting last who can be kind of stabby. Although I don't know. I can't remember who the other two villains are, but um, you can't really even rely on the villain just betting a, a one pair here, betting a queen. Yeah. Would be my concern. But you're given a free card. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would bet there, but, I, you know, I didn't – re-looking at it now with three players acting behind you. Um, he was obviously setting this up for the check raise. He wasn't – Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like worried about nines or queens or anything. Or possibly check through and let someone hit an ace or a king on the turn. Of course, king would – you would give someone a straight, but um, – yeah, I my my concern would be there's a lot of bad cards for us here. <laughs> any uh any 8 10 jack king uh I don't think are great. Uh a diamond wouldn't be good. Um Yeah, I I I uh I would bet this. But okay, well Jason he checks. checks. Um I don't know the fact that I was last to act was a factor in it, but the next two players full I'm at check, the UTG and the low jack. And I bet $60. Okay. Big blind quickly folds. And now it's back on us. Okay. So now we got 162 in the pot. Um, Yeah. At least, uh, at least 150. I'd probably go a little bigger than that. Actually. Uh, Maybe one. Oh, let's see. If we make it 170 here, then that's 110 for you to call. Um, yeah, 170, 180, something like that. Maybe even two. Uh, Jason raises this to 140. Okay. Which, um, yeah, I think it's too small. I would probably make it like 220 or something. Make it oh, bigger. even bigger. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's my first instinct because um well you still have two other players to be hacked behind you here too so you know you make it this size well you know you're not going to get two callers when you check raise it's, it's unlikely um it's not horrible it's not like you know i do have a lot of possibly just one pair of hands which maybe you don't want to chase away On the other hand if i do have some draws this is obviously i'm never folding to this bet size yeah um in fact, the problem with this bet size is I'm calling with every draw, but your villain might be smart enough to get rid of a queen here too. Exactly. Yeah. Because he just, you either have a draw. It's just, it's hard to play on later streets. Um, but he makes it 140 and I do call. Okay. So the UTG three folds, low jack folds? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Mike Snyderman calls 140. So that's a 280 plus 102 would be 382. Right. Okay. All right. So we've got uh, queen of diamonds, nine of clubs, seven of diamonds. We've got seven of clubs, seven of spades for bottom set. And the turn is? Well, let's always stop here. I'm sorry. How do we range me on the flop here? What do you, uh, how, because you make it small, I can, I don't have to be super strong here, right? Well, for you to lead uh, when it's checked to you all the way around for only 60 there, uh, I'm going to say that uh, 
you've got all diamond draws. Uh, you've got Jack 10, you've got 10, eight. Um, I well, don't think I, I just quickly, I think, um, it's, it's just, it's worth noting that I, I never have Queens or nines or queen nine here. Cause I'm I, always, I'm always re-raising on that board. I would think. Yeah, I think so too. I don't well, think you, you want to, you want to start taking, you know, hands out of the guy's range as soon as you can here. So that, yeah, queen queen uh, is out. Nine nine is out because you would have uh, at least three bet uh, queen queen uh, pre flop, yeah. and then you would have done more than call uh, uh, post flop. Yeah, I mean likely, very likely. You know. Yeah, uh, queen nine's out. Um, uh, ace queen. Oh, you're probably three betting that, right? Well, maybe not an under the gun opener. Maybe not Jason. Um, okay, so okay, so we're, we're, we've take, taken a couple hands out, but we're, yeah. we're, we're we're leaning towards. Are you leaning towards Queen X or a draw? Are those the two? I'm leaning towards a flush draw, straight draw. Uh, when he only makes one forty, there, can you get away from King Queen? I don't know if I could. Maybe I could. You could I could have some one diamond combos here. Ace, yeah, ace, something like king nine, queen with the king nine. of diamonds or ace queen with the ace of diamonds, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I guess yes. those those are still in. okay. King ten, king ten, even with, with just the king of diamonds, maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, the turn is probably the worst card you could see here. The okay. eight of diamonds. Oh, sweet. So ten jack got there, as did all the flush draws, obviously. Yeah. And action is on us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check. Okay. Um, what are you planning to do if I if I bet here? Does it depend on the, the size? Um, if I if I just bomb it three hundred, are you going to fold? Kind of hard to get away from that. But remember, we're not super deep. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, well, what, what, just, what were we effective here? 900 or something? 800 to start the hand. 800, okay. So you, you still have $640 left. I mean, I guess you could do like a little blocking bet, like a 150 or something like that. Um, I don't know. This is just one of the worst cards in the deck, especially the way we range you. I guess we could still get action from like the King of Diamonds or something. Um, well, here's where you have to be, you would have to be pretty balanced against me and your bet sizing, just from like history and stuff. Like I, I know Jason's probably betting pretty big here if he actually has a flush. Mm -hmm. Or if he bets small, I'm going to think blocking bet. Well, not really. He's capable of mixing it up. So that'd be the problem with the blocking bet. I can tell you right now is, uh, I mean, if I had a diamond or something like that, or I, you know, I might even turn into Queen X into a bluff here and shove over you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if that's right. I'm just telling you that, you know, Jason's seen me do that shit before. Yeah. Uh, but Jason checks and I check back. Okay. So are, are we taking out the 10 Jack and the diamonds or do you think the villain here ever checks back there with those big hands? I could see you checking back here with like um, ace queen with ace of diamonds or um, jack 10. Man, that would be tough to check back, especially if. Um... I mean, 10 8 would still make sense. Yeah. 
This is why in this spot, you do have to check some flushes, I think, probably, some flush draws, because it's still deep enough where you can get it any pretty easy on the river. Yeah. Um, well, just say, we'll just, just go to the river here, and then okay. as we discuss it. All right, so still 382 in the pot. The river is the nine of hearts. Probably about the best we could have hoped for. All right, 382 in the middle. Action's on us. Um, yeah, if you are checking back some uh, flushes there, uh, I'm going... Well, we can never check here and just hope you bet. Uh, so I'm going to go rivering a boat. Uh 220 to 300 something like the something like that you know what i might even bomb it i might even go over pot here said we got six 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 something left in our stack uh yeah um we get value from jack 10 we get you're never calling there with just a naked queen so we got to hope you got the flush or you've got the straight or what would make sense here? I was thinking, like, do you ever have a nine there? Do you ever call in there? With well, the let's see. You can let's just say, for the sake of argument, you can see my hand face up. <laughs> okay. And I'm not gonna. It's one of two things. You see the nut flush. Okay. Um, or you see just queen X. I mean, how is your bet size change for either of those? Oh, if I saw Queen X, uh, I'm betting like, I don't know, um, 110 or something. I mean, because we can we can look like um, um, the, the line we've taken here almost looks like, I don't know, an overpair or um, a queen. Uh, so we might... Uh, yeah, I think I have... If I were him, I would put a lot more queens in my range than um, draws because I think I'm just probably going to be betting, you know, nine out of ten times I'm going to be betting my my nutty hand on the turn. Just trying okay. to – especially um, if I think you have, like, sets in your range. I know you're going to – you're gonna. I got to charge you to see it, and I know you're not going to fold. Yeah. You want you want to see that river card? Uh, because I have a lot of queens, I like Jason's move. He bets um, – just a hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, he's targeting a queen here. Yeah, for sure. Or maybe he's thinking that if he bets so small, he can induce me to flip out with whatever. But um, he bets a hundred, and uh, I folded. I'm oh. going to give myself applause here. I had the king queen with the king of diamonds, huh. which kind of makes dude. sense. What I could. Um, yeah, I like his bet. I, I just thought it was, um, he would be checking the river here with, with a lot of his hands, certainly any like aces or Kings. Um, and I just didn't get a lot of bluffs for yeah. that. I, I, I thought he was begging for, a, I mean, you might say then that that's, that'd be a better argument for an over bet that, um, trying to buy it. I don't know. You'd have to go into his – I guess it's just maybe we've played enough hands here. Right? I just kind of know. He kind of knew where I was at, and I kind of knew where he was at. Yeah, yeah. I was – you gave me such a good price for the backdoor straight and flush. Um, I had to call, but I knew I had to improve, which I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, I thought he, I thought uh, a decent spot there. I, I guess, yeah. I don't know if you can really change it. I think Ray, if he probably raised more on the flop, I, he actually would get me to fold. Yeah. Fifty, sixty. I, I mean, I know that wasn't his intent. Um, but yeah, if he raises, especially when he raises that size, I was pretty confident he had a set there, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So maybe for, you know, whatever size he's raising with, for a flush draw, a combo draw, he's got to do the same with a set there, whatever that is. Yeah. But yeah. And I will quit. So anyways, I thought it was, um, an interesting hand how to and usually I do call on those spots. I just hate it when you have like top pair and someone does that little second pair and throws that little goddamn bet out in the river where it's like, okay, I gotta keep you honest. Um, this time for whatever reason I did fold. Well, good for you. you saved yourself 20 bigs there. Uh, I did. Yeah. So here is the next hand. Okay. Playing here. And, um, this isn't a 5-5 five, five game. Went to a different casino to play 5-5 five, five this weekend. Okay. And uh, early in the morning, this, you, this is kind of an old man coffee, this, the guy that you're, you're playing here. Although he, you know, I've seen him. He can be creative and, at times, but usually basically just playing, you know, 10 to 15% of hands and playing them pretty, pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, let's see here. Now, am I playing as old man coffee or? No, just how you would play it, you know, but you can, if you want to. I'm saying I know old man coffee's hand, not yours. Yes, correct. Sorry, you you were on the button with two red nines. Okay. And I raised to 25 from the cutoff. Okay, so Mike Schneiderman is in the cutoff and you raised to? 25. 25. I'm on the button with two red nines. Uh, I would three bet this. Um, I don't know, uh, 85 to 100, something like that. Uh, he does just flat. Okay. I think it's typical OMC style here. <laughs> right. I think it's um, it's okay, probably. What's, uh, what are the effective stacks? Uh, let me think here. He had 900 to start the hand. I had 1,100. So okay. 900 effective. I don't think it's terrible. I, you know, I, I overcall here. There's always going to be an overcard on the, on the flop. I'm pretty good hand reading. I'm going to know when I can blow him off it. Um, I think just C3 is a decent, decent way to play it by him. But uh, certainly three betting is an option. Okay. And, um, yeah, we're, we're we're a little we're a little deeper here, of course, in this game than the. I mean, we're only uh, you can buy in for a thousand, but it, it does make a difference. There's between thousand and eight hundred, definitely, and what you three bet and what you can flat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but um, pretty straightforward. The big blind also calls, so we have three to see the flop with eighty dollars in there, and the flop is ten ten nine with two clubs. Okay. Uh, 10x, 10 of clubs, nine of clubs, and uh, we have nine nine on the button for uh, a flopped boat. The uh, one, two, third nuts. All right, and the big blind, big blind checks, checks, Mikey. 
Mike bets 45. 45 and 80, and we are on the button with uh, that. Hmm. Mm. Let's say you're a smart old man coffee who knows your image too. Let's, let's, he, he's a smart guy. I mean, he is like playing old man coffee and he's not playing a lot of hands. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, I, I think raising here is a big mistake. It, it'll definitely blow you off. Well, yeah, that and I, I have like absolute crap here, like a pretty high percentage. Like I, I see bet quite a bit. He's probably thinking. Yeah. Plus you have a third person at hand behind you where if you flat, he can raise. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, yep. I, I like it flat. I mean, on the other flip of it, though, there is a lot of – there is a flush draw out there. I do have over pairs in my range, a lot of straight draws. So, I, you know, if you raise – this is one where if you raise, it should be small for sure. Yeah, you don't, I, mind, you I don't mind getting called. I mean, it's the opposite of the Jason one, I think, in yeah. that respect. I think I wanted to point that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of leaning more towards a call, especially because it's you. Like, uh, if you're sitting there with, like, I don't know, King Jack or something and thinking, uh, well, if I hit a, uh, if I hit a Jack, I, I might've just outdrew him. I, I'm, I'm probably just going to call here. Now it is hard to get stacks in here. I mean, I think we brought up this philosophy before that Alex is, you just don't get that many nutty hands over the course of a day. And you really have to go for the other person's stack in those spots. So, you know, again, I'm just can't, you know, it's just, we're discussing it. I don't know if this has an absolute answer, but that'd be the, strongest argument for me for raising here um if we just flat it's gonna be a little hard to get all the chips in true if, um, if, but um there's just what else am i i'm you know i'm pretty spewy but if you raise here i'm never i'm never shoving queens kings or aces never ever you know what i mean yeah. because you, you have a lot of tens in your range yeah but he does flat which i personally think is the right what play and both of us call the big blind calls and i call Okay. $215 in the pot, and the turn is a three of hearts. Innocuous safe card. And okay. it checks to you. Okay, so big blind checks. Mike checks. And it's on us. Um, Obviously a must bet. We yeah, you got to get this. some money in there. Um, what do you think? Trying to get value from... Uh, all draws any two clubs um is anyone checking a 10 there i don't think so um yeah queen jack yeah you're just hoping that somebody's got something <laughs> somebody might call with somebody might call with sevens or eights thinking you're just you're now turning your straight straight or flush draw into a into a bluff into you know? a bluff yeah um i don't know maybe a little less than half pot something like a hundred Well, uh, you decide to bet 110 here. So, yeah, okay. you guys are thinking along the same lines. Okay. I think if you bet big, um, yeah, 180 or something, 80% pot, or I think um, you're going to get a significantly higher degree of number of folds for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, we want to get called here by Queen Jack offsuit, you know? Right. Um, and the and the club we draw. Get called by yeah by the club draw. We want to get called by a jack eight. Um, I'm afraid if we go 
any bigger than this, that's not going to happen. Right. Even this, they might not call. I don't know. Old I don't know. If, I, I'm curious if anybody would just check back here too. Um, hmm. Just because, well, it depends. I can't remember who the big blind was. Like the, um, I might be savvy enough just to fold some, just to fold the draws there. Okay. Thinking, you know, that sometimes I'm drawing dead. And yeah. even when I, even when I hit, um, I need implied odds to get some money to make it a profitable call. But uh, yeah, I would bet. I don't think it's super controversial. And both players call to your satisfaction, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Daddy likes that. Okay. So there's 545 in the pot. And the river is the king of spades. Okay. So club draw missed, right? Yes. Okay, final board is uh, King of Spades. Well, we'll, we'll just do uh, King 10, 10, 9, 3. We've got 9, 9 for uh, a boat. And with 545 in the pot, uh, big blind. Checks. Of course. Mike Snyderman. That's 225. Interesting. And it's on us. Mm. Are we ever just owned here? Um, I mean, let me run through the action here again. I'm kind of surprised at your river bit. Well, you, you already said, I think probably correctly, that I would never check a 10 on the turn. Yeah. So we're, t we're taking like 10 king out. It just we're, we're taking out the cooler. Um, could I have kings, I guess. I mean, that's of all the combos I could have. That's just one combo, though, or I guess three combos. You know what I mean? So that's. Well, now here's the other. Here's the other question: If you raise, you probably. If you just well, what the big merit for just flatting here, is the big blind can call too. You might have a better chance for the over call from the big blind than you do from raising and having me call. Oh, good point. Because I might bet here with a club draw. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I, I, I might be trying to steal it here as possible sometimes. Who knows if for some reason, um, although I should say, let's, if you notice this, I don't know. I took a, I almost folded on the turn. I looked very close. I'm not sure how much of that he registered. I just know in game, I'll tell you, I was like, what I was, couldn't decide. Once, once the big blind called, I was convinced um, that I, I was supposed to call. Kind of giving away my hand there a little bit. But. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> so you could have kings. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I, I mean, like, yeah, we can pretty much remove 10. Well, what if you had, if you saw that I had Queen Jack face up? At, uh, if, if you knew my hand. Oh, then I would shove. Yeah. Or a, one of those annoying min, min clicks that makes me rip my hair out and. Yeah, just make it 450 here. <laughs> yeah. That would be a fucking annoying where I have, I have to, I get seven to one on a call or whatever the fuck it would be. Mm -hmm. um, you just flat the big blind folds. 
and I do in fact have queen jack off. Okay. And you scoop a big pot. Okay. I'm not That's sure. Good. I'm not sure if he was at the level of thinking that I'm, I have so much weakness in my hand that maybe his best option was to get the overcall from the big blind. Uh, it might have just been that we're very friendly and he figured the pot was big enough. I mean, this is how like some people think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's probably the more likely uh, scenario. Or, I mean, you got to protect, but, you know, the casual players hate raising and or raising and getting caught here. But, I, I mean, I think it's a shove probably is what I would Yeah, think. yeah. Even yeah. against um, – and just like just hope somebody had the jack queen, which is one of the two of us has that with some frequency. Like I said, because we don't think we have tens. Yeah. And what do we call in the turn with? It's almost always a draw, right? Yeah. Uh, unless, unless I, the big blind can't have an overpair, but I could have definitely have aces, kings, or queens, or jacks, and I'm just getting um, too good a price not to call here and see what happens on the river. Uh, although I'm probably, I don't know if that's a mistake by me to call or not. I think it probably is because there's just no implied odds. And sometimes I'm drawing dead. So, that's so you're, you're saying it, you don't know if it's a mistake for you to call on the, on the turn. Right. Sometimes yeah. there's a club draw. So when I hit my straight, I, I I'm not even good. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not getting paid off enough. It's just, it feels like in game, it felt like a fold. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I feel like you're drawn to six outs there, you know, cause it's often that sometimes uh, me old man coffee or the, the big blind has a club draw and, that uh, king of clubs or that um, well the button no the good. thing is the button always checks back draws in my mind so the worst hand the button has i had him narrowed pretty good is like 10x yeah so this is why i'm i'm thinking i can actually win maybe a decent one because if i hit my straight he might have ace 10 or something and just not be able to get away from it okay but uh if you if you shoved here for the record i would have snap folded that's hmm. you know we played enough that uh okay so I, probably close to max value there you got. I mean, you got lucky that I hit it on the river. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows if you, uh, of course, if you three bet that we might've somehow gotten it in there. I don't know. On the flop. I would Yeah. I would have, I would have put you on, you know. I definitely probably. would not have called on the button with a nine, nine. I would have three bet that from a cutoff open you nonetheless, like, I'm going to be in position for the rest of the hand. Like, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm three betting there with like probably sixes plus, uh, and nines is like way too strong for me to just call there. I got, I got to three bet that. Um, I want right. to get heads up with you in position after the flop. I don't want, I don't want what happened with the big blind coming along. Um, yeah, that's it's probably. Uh, I'm, I'm quickly looking up my app, my hand chart here, which okay. shows. The Doug Polk hand chart. Oh, there we go. Uh, which has like seven different colors here. So those all pocket nines. It shows as a call. Whoa! Every time. Some of them have collar fold, raise collar fold. Yeah, I think um, three betting small medium pairs is like sixes. I would never, never ever raise there. What it, it, it has you calling with nines? Yeah. It, you're able to put in the positions and everything. Yeah. Why Cut off first button you? against raise in, raise first in. Why would you call there with nines? Uh, you want to see it flop. You don't want to. You don't want to get it in too too high variant. What are you going to do against a four bet? I think against a four bet, I'd probably fold. But I don't uh, think it's a mistake. Um, 
to three bit. I have been looking at these charts and it's amazing how, yeah, frequently you're just supposed to be flatting or, 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 or folding, you know what I mean? But, um, cause I three bit pretty, pretty wide. I'd probably be three betting there, but I think that's just the, uh, yeah, C3 and see what, see what I do, especially against a guy like me who's maybe um, going to be barreling so frequently and you could get paid off. But anytime, in position, you don't want to give up an opportunity to, to, especially when you're kind of deep, to not have the opportunity to flop a set in position, which if you're folding to a four bet, I guess here would, would qualify. Okay. But you're obviously way ahead of my range. But anyways, just looking this up. This with this. Yeah, is- no, I'm I'm running through. Uh, I'm going off of what Alexander Fitzgerald uh, and his classes say, and I just can't imagine him ever calling there. I, I just. <clears throat> well, this is cash. This is different than tournaments. True. This True. is two. This is two hundred big blind poker. Okay. This is level one of a tournament. Let's put it that way. Would you be three betting? Mm, I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably still three bet. Um, I'd be more like if it's, yeah, I'd be more likely to flat certainly. Okay. But, uh, anyways, I thought it was decently played by the villain there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have three bet though, pre-flop, although according to Paul, that's wrong. Uh, and I would have raised the river, but that's me. sounds like you would have got away from it anyways. I, that, that's a pretty damn good fold if you could get away from that. I guess though, at that point when old man coffee raises you on the river, your straight is probably not good, especially when the board's paired. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you min clicks, I think I have to have to fucking call it just to keep, well, no, I, yeah, I wouldn't have liked that situation. <laughs> yeah. That would suck. <laughs> uh, you want to do one more here? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me pull this hand up here. It is going to, let's see, we're pretty deep in this hand. You're in the big, big blinds. Um, it folds to me on the button and I raised to 25 okay. and the small blind folds and you were in the big blind with six, three of diamonds. Okay. All right. Folds to you on the button. Oh, what's the game again? Two, five, 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 five. And you raise it to 25. 25. Small blind folds. You said. Yep. And I'm in the button on the big blind with what? Six, three of diamonds. Well, this is going to be a little boring because I would just fold, but uh, I'm assuming villain calls. <laughs> I'm assuming I call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think um, I would I would call there. Any suited. Let me see. Uh, now we'll, we'll just go to the the dog poke ranges for fun here. Six okay. three suit, six three suited is a raise or a fold. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I I would not be calling another four lines with uh, six high out of position for the rest of the hand. Um, well, this would go, for me, this would go by the strength of my opponent. If it was a weaker opponent, the sort of person who I think just can't fold one pair, then, or is going to be pretty straight up when they miss the flop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's a profitable call. So okay. I, it depends, but I, I think um, just my, like uh, I, I might be calling too, too often here, but I would, I would probably call there. So you call the heads up to the flop, and the flop is 10, 5, deuce, all diamonds. Hmm. Well, I guess that's about the best you could hope for with 6, 3, diamonds, huh? <laughs> all right, so we got uh, 55 in the middle. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 
And with six three of diamonds, we got ten of diamonds, five of diamonds, two two of diamonds, and action is on us. Uh, to lead or to check. Um, yeah, I'm probably leading here. I don't want to see another diamond peel off. Um, I'm going to get action from all over pairs, any pair, uh, and the you know random, random one one diamond uh, cards that you got. Um, uh, into 55, I'm probably making it 35 to 50, something like that. Uh, I think your reasoning is okay there. But again, this is me who's very barely too. So Max felt you could think that maybe, you know, maybe the best way is just to uh, check, check, check. Give, give me a chance to, uh, to blast off. Um, but uh, this player does decide to just to check. Okay. And I check behind. Okay. So what are you thinking about my checking range there? What does that tell you? I mean, you pro I'm probably opening, you, you would guess that I'm opening 40% of buttons. So it's hard to. Yeah, 40, 50, something like that. Um, it, uh, what, uh, what were the small blind and big blind like? Do you remember? Uh, the big, you're, you're a, um, a pretty nitty recreational player, I guess, who's competent, who's not going to make any huge mistakes, but a okay. uh, pretty straightforward player. I can't be too nitty if I'm calling six, three diamonds, <laughs> big blind, but uh, okay. Generally well, speaking, nitty. loose passive, I guess maybe is the, the better, better term. Okay. And what, what are the, what are the effective stacks? People here? that don't bluff, I refer to as nitty. Although, yeah, I guess sometimes it's not. Uh, the ref it was, you had 1200 and, 75 or 12, almost about 1300 to start the hand. And okay. I had, I had you covered. Okay. Um, so a check, 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 check. I, I mean, you're probably checking a, a 10 here, unless your, your adjacent card has a diamond. Um, and you're probably checking over cards. Uh, you're probably checking ace high unless you got some kind of wheel draw um yeah i mean it's, we don't have to spend a lot of time but you know just when you go back to the next hand the next street we'll have to think back to that okay. why, why i didn't see that the next card is the four of diamonds that's a straight flush oh wait there we go okay yeah i'm all huh, didn't want to see a diamond wait a minute <laughs> Hold the phone. <laughs> we have a straight flush now. Okay, so we picked the one card. All right. Um, now is the big blind with 55 in the pot, wishing I had bet the previous street. Uh, I'm going to go with my same uh, thing. I'm going to try to get value from, um, you know, your one diamond uh, hands, although I think you're probably betting a lot of those, unless you got some, like, ace eight offsuit with the ace of diamonds or something like that um but yeah i just want to try to get value here i'm probably gonna like pot it 55 60 something like that uh yeah i don't know what i would do in your spot i think check raise is appealing but um yeah i like betting big kind of make it look at steely and i think your villain is going to be calling with every single diamond here. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if he has pocket threes with the three of diamonds. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have, you have threes. Yeah. 
Pockets, pocket sixes. I don't know. With the six sixes or sevens. Or uh, you bet 25, just yeah. 25. And the villain raises to 85. Oh, well, this is, this is what we're looking for. Okay. Uh, all right. So you make it 85. Um, here. I think I'm just going to try to get paid off by the Ace of Diamonds uh, or the King of Diamonds um, because almost all hands are in your range with either one of those cards, especially if you're on the button. I mean, you're raising like King Deuce suited on the button, right? Probably, probably, yeah. Okay, so if you're raising King maybe a little, maybe I need to leave a little better there. Like King Five suited, I'm definitely raising for the button. Okay. Um, and then king eight off maybe king nine off i don't know what my okay. off suit bottom of my range is again it would de- it depends upon the villain against a against a pro in the big blind i'm raising pretty pretty tight here okay um yeah i'm uh, i'm gonna try to get value from that i'm gonna try to get value from any random set that you got as we don't block any of the sets um and uh i don't think you have any two pairs in there no maybe five four but why would you raise that on the turn? That would make no sense. Uh, could you have a straight for ace three? Uh, maybe with, yeah, I guess you could. Well, what, uh, what's, the, what, what's the argument for flatting here? Is there for just not re-raising? I mean, if we flat and you got like a set, um, if the board doesn't pair on the river, we lose action. Um, I feel well, like we could make it like 220 here or something, and you're probably gonna. Yeah, I think it's the must raise. I'm a great, you know, especially because you're deep. I mean, it yeah. doesn't really matter how you, you're. You put your just hope your opponent has a strong hand to try to get some chips in there. Pretty much, I think we just got to target like the ace of diamonds or the king of diamonds, or or just hope I you know spaz out and feel it because we're deep enough where you know you raise like you said to 220. I might be an asshole and raise to 475 and to raise fold off three. You know, on the yeah. Because, because it's, um, yeah, I think you have to just try to get some chips in there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this guy decides just to flat with his straight flush. Okay. Uh, so 170 um, plus 55. 225 in the pot, yeah. Okay. The river is the six of clubs. Right, that changes nothing, right? Yeah, okay. All right, uh, and we, I mean, I'm, I'm betting. Um, is, yeah, I don't, since I don't you just agree flatted, with just flatting just, the turn. I don't agree with that at all. Um, but Well, as played, we did, do you now consider just checking on the river? Because... Uh, the villain's always betting the ace of diamonds, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't, but I think you can bet here. And if your villain does have the ace of diamonds, the chips are probably going in anyways. Yeah. So you don't have to like, yeah, trap with that hand, obviously. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to bet what sizing are you using? Ace of diamonds, probably no matter what we bet is going to get raised. Right. Um, we have the only hand um, that can beat uh, the ace of diamonds. 
Um, so kind of regardless of what we bet is going to get raised. Uh, the king of diamonds, on the other hand, um, I don't think that will get raised. I think that'll probably just get called. Um, or, ch or checked back. Yes. Uh, which, so which is, which is a real disaster if the queen of diamonds and the queen, of, the king and queen and jack of diamonds get checked back. Yeah, that, that would just be horrific. Uh, so I want to make it somewhat... Um, I, I don't want to make it like 115 here, hoping that you're going to raise with the, uh, with the ace of diamonds, because you will. But I think if we bet 115 here, you're just going to call with the king, queen, and jack of diamonds. Um, right. But if we make it like 200 here, I think you're still calling with the uh, king uh, of diamonds and probably maybe the queen. I don't know. That might be a little iffy. Right. There's also, remember, this is me. There's a fair amount of absolute jack shit in my range. And that's where the value of checking would come in. Or the checking or betting small and hoping somehow. I, I think that's like a blocker bet with some kind of crappy diamond. Um, uh, I'm just throwing it. I, I, I don't know. This villain decides to overbet the pot. Hmm. I think is a decent move at that point. It looks, okay. it looks extremely polarized, right? Yeah, it does. You're saying I either have the ace of diamonds um, or I don't, I don't personally, if I'm the wreck there, there's sometimes I'm, I, I will overbet like a king of diamonds there. Okay. If I don't think my, you know, if, if I don't think my, and if the villain has it, then it's an easy fold. Yeah. Um, I think this is a decent play though. Yeah. Are, are you calling, what, what do you bet? 250 to 300? You bet 300 into a pot of 225. Um, I mean, are you ever folding the king of diamonds to that? Um, I think that uh, you're trying to make it look bluffy here. Like you're trying to buy it. I mean, from, from my perspective, I'm not going to even say what I had, but I would immediately say, well, he doesn't have the ace of diamonds. He would have re-raised on the fly, on the turn. Yeah. Probably a lot. So, um, If you so you yeah, if you over bet, I think I would be calling with the king and queen of diamonds for sure. Okay, I like so it. There, so therefore, yes, you're getting. And uh, I mean, again, what am I doing with the eight nine of diamonds? Am I more likely to pay off of over bet or um, a bet? Like if you bet like one fifteen, I think I fold the eight nine of diamonds because I'm like, well, that's the blocker with the jack queen or king of diamonds, and I can't rely on him. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, I tank for a bit, and uh, I finally call with the Ace of Diamonds and the Four of Hearts. Hmm. I actually knew what you had. There's, I, mean, <laughs> I thought myself, if, if it was the Four, Five, and Seven of Diamonds, where there was like more than one straight flush, I might, might be able to get away. Maybe you might have been able to fold. Yeah, okay. I, I can't even remember in game. if it, I, This guy's just... He's just tight. I don't know. Yeah, it was just felt felt very strong. Um, probably maybe a mistake by me not to re-raise there, but it, it's. I mean, I was never folding. I just, I guess, I was thinking about re-raising. I don't know. Well, it, it really felt like I was beat. But uh, yeah, I would never be re-raising. Um, I'm assuming I'm never getting called by a re-raise here, but I mean, that's probably still a mistake. You know, it depends on if the guy was tilted and I've been pushing him around. Yeah, then I can shove and hopefully get called by the king of diamonds here. That's impressive, man. That's a that's a that's a pretty good tank. I mean, I don't think you can ever fold that. 
No, no. Because there's uh, always the 10% chance or whatever that anybody is just, you know, well, blasting let's put it this way. I, I lost like, I lost like 7,000 this week. So my bankroll is crushed. My spirit is crushed. And I'm just assuming the bad things are going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think uh, not raising the turn. I would always raise, re-raise the turn there and just hope the guy has the ace of diamonds or something. Right? move or can't fold the king of diamonds i think that's what we got to target in this is as the you got to play for stacks yeah i mean like how often do you get a fucking straight flush especially on a board like this where it's likely that your opponent has the the king or ace of diamonds um yeah i would even be trying to set it up for the for the for the, make it 375 from 85 raise big mm -hmm. and just kind of hope he has it yeah i he, I, I don't think i would ever go that big it. but i'd at least do two 220 or something 220 is the minimum and like i said you just can't rely if i i'm probably done with it unless i have the ace of diamonds anyways yeah like you know what i mean i don't know it's hard to say mm -hmm. against against the average villain when they raise the button they really like their hand against me it doesn't really mean that much where i i i, I bluff a lot of turns and rivers okay because it's just not done very often and it just it just it works a lot but um okay yeah i don't know it's interesting so um i'm not sure if really we got the max value in any of those hands i don't know if i can applaud myself for i think jason might have gotten the max value there because i, I think you lost the minimum at the yeah to for sure with the queen jack against the nines i did and here um I lost them in a bit. First of all, I made a talk to a couple. I made a huge mistake by. I mean, I should be betting the ace of diamonds on the flop every time. With, yeah, I, 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 I even ran through that one. I'm like uh, with the with the uh, wheel draw with the ace of diamonds. I I think I said uh, uh, wheel draw with the ace of diamonds. You should be betting the flop. Um, I'm always in terms of getting it in for stat. I mean, I remember at the time thinking, well. I have this guy marked as decent rec, so that recreational player. So if the diamond comes on the turn, he's going to think I never have a diamond, the ace of diamonds, because I would have bet it on okay. the flop. So this is kind of how I thought it. But you want to also start um, – it's a good bluff, and it's a good semi-bluff. Taking it down is not horrible for me. But uh, also you want to kind of build the pot a little bit, draw to the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting hand. Interesting hand. Um, I've, I've got a couple here, um, from the tournament yesterday. You, you still got a little bit? Sure. Gotta get going. Okay. Uh, all right. This is from, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to push this pencil away from me cause there's just to avoid the temptation to jab it in my ear. There you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. This is a first level of a, uh, $400, uh, win winter poker classic, uh, uh, tournament, uh, $400 buy-in. We ended up getting 200 and some odd people, uh, 272 people. Um, 20K starting stacks. Uh, this is one of the first hands. Um, blind levels are 100, 100, 100. So 100 small blind, 100 big blind, and then the big blind throws in the 100 ante, and we got 20K to start. So we got 200 big blinds. Uh, we get um, a lady uh, who had been playing almost every hand. Uh, limps for 100. Uh, the cutoff, who's also been very active, um, 
he's wearing the shuffle hat, uh, you know, so it's kind of like a poker hat. Um, he raises to 400. He's in the cutoff. Um, he's going to be the main villain. Uh, small blind calls 400. Uh, we are in the big blind and we have um, five, five. So we got pocket fives in the big blind. Uh, it's 300 more to call. And I'm pretty, I'm certain that the lady behind me is not going to re-raise and she's not going to fold. I'm certain she's going to call. So essentially us calling here is going to close the action <laughs> because right. that's just the way she plays. Well, you know? if you start with 20K and this is only 400, it's not a... It's not a huge tragedy, even if you get blown off the hand. I think it's worth the risk. Um, I think so. Yeah, you, we're only calling three big blinds here, and I think you can hopefully of the time yeah, you can hopefully action. flop a set with a with a huge you know two hundred big blind stack to pot ratio. But yeah, five handed. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. So we flick in a call. Uh, then the lady does as uh, as we suspected, and she calls as well. Um, I'm sorry. So we go four handed. Uh, so we got sixteen hundred in the middle. Um, with five five, uh, we're in the big blind, and the flop is jack of diamonds, ten of hearts, five of diamonds. So we had two black fives, uh, five of clubs, and uh, five of spades, and we flop bottom set. Uh, small blind looks pretty uninterested, and he checks to us. We got sixteen hundred in the middle. Actions on us. We got uh, bottom set with jack ten five two diamonds. Uh, okay. I'm thinking check raise. Oh, okay. Okay. And what's your reasoning for not leading there for check raising? Um, well, I don't have a read on these people, but well, first of all, you know, just in terms of building the pot to play for stacks, it's hard to, you know, he could check back. Um, yeah, but like the check raise gets a lot more chips in the pot too. Okay. Rather, rather than you leading for twelve hundred, he bets nine hundred, a thousand. You make it thirty five hundred. You now you've already got the three street shove set up. Okay. Okay. Forty four hundred on the turn, and then rip it for your last eleven, twelve k. You know, pot size bet on the river. Um. Yeah, I mean that that was my first reaction, but because it's, I'm sorry, was there was it rainbow or is there a flush draw on the board? Uh, it's two-tone. There's a flush draw. It's a jack of diamonds, ten of hearts, five of diamonds. I mean, this kind of hits everyone's range, right? Yeah, I guess it someone hit, it hits it. the ladies' calling range. It hits the the uh, the raisers' range, the cutoffs' uh, raising range. It hits the small blind calling range. My my logic was, I think, like at least one person out of uh, out of these has has gotten some right. action out of this it doesn't feel like the small blind because just i don't know if it was the speed with which which he checked or whatever but i'm like okay he's out of the hand um and so it's it's on the lady or the or the uh or the okay razor. that makes sense a, a lot would have to do with me for the um probably specifically the personality of the razor okay um is he just checking? Is he is he kind of a big eagle guy? Like he's he's looking early stages on pushing people around. You know what I mean? That would be a good argument for the check raise. Or is he more deliberative? Uh, you know, thoughtful in those spots. Um, I wouldn't might. describe him as thoughtful. I would describe him now. Again, we've only probably played one rotation here because this is the first level, and I I know it wasn't one of the first hands, but it it is. I had seen him and the lady play. 
um, enough to know that they're uh, like loose. And, um, you know, if we'd seen 10 hands, they'd probably played four or five of them. Okay. Uh, so they're on the looser side. Um, but that that's it. How is he responding with queens? If you if you lead, he's not. He's probably not re-raising. Is he just flatting? Is he is he is he smart enough to realize that's the play? I think he's raising queens. I think he's raising queens, kings, and aces. Okay, well then, um, yeah, I'm I'm on team bet here. I think so, especially like three way, maybe a little less, but with almost somebody always has something here they like, and you want to charge him too. You don't want the check check back here and have somebody. You could be dodging a bunch of outs. Two people. Yeah, if they two, two different if people. They, if they check back here, that's a disaster. If a well, yeah. nine comes off or something, or it's not uh, optimal. Yeah. So you lead for I'm guessing like two thirds spot. Yeah, that's about right. I, I bet twelve into sixteen. Okay, three quarters pot. That sounds totally fine. Okay. Uh, the lady folds. Okay. Uh, the original uh, razor, the cutoff uh, with the shuffle hat, he calls, and then the small blind does as expected, and he folds. Um, so we got 4K in the pot. Okay. Uh, we have bottom set of fives on a board of uh, jack of diamonds, 10 of hearts, five of diamonds. And uh, so what, what, are you, what are you ranging the uh, cutoff on here? What, what are you ranging the... Uh... Um, the flush draws. Okay. Um, over pairs, Jack X, uh, straight draws. So yeah, he's pretty, pretty wide there. Um, I don't know which hands you're, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he's, you know, especially in a four-way pot, I think he's got with, uh, still some, but one person act behind you back behind him. I think he's got a decent hand, I guess is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Something that he's something that he's um, yeah. I don't know if you build you build get play for stacks for, but you definitely are thinking along those lines. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with four K in the middle, uh, the turn is the eight of diamonds. So now we've got uh, Jack ten eight five with three diamonds, and we got bottom set. Four um, K in the middle. Um, we've got about eighteen K behind. What um, what are you thinking here on the turn? Um, I guess I'm leaning towards a check. Okay. Um, yeah, you could be giving him a free card with queen, king, and another diamond and some gutter balls. But I think you can check fold. Well, you know, now I think about it, you can bet fold here probably pretty comfortably against most villains. Even if, if it was a guy calling the flop with just a gutter ball and the ace of diamonds backdoor flush, I don't know if he's going to bluff here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do a semi-bluff and raise you. So, yeah, I like I like a bet now that I think about it get some chips in there and if he's got one pair he's gonna be like why is he betting here you know um and if he just has one pair he's never he's always checking back too so yeah you're not, get, you're not getting any value there but if he has like ace jack here he'll probably call a bet maybe sure but he's never betting that if it's checked to him 
Um, Ace Jack with the Ace of Diamonds, maybe. Well, with the diamond, he might bet. Right. Yeah, but but not everything you know, else. Yeah, I like, Jack, I, I like betting here. And, um, well, we'll stick with my thing. Like, we're trying to play for stacks here, kind of. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's going to be real painful if you raise this issue here. But I think uh, against many villains. Against pros, I might just check here. Because I'm worried about somebody blowing me off with a with a bluff with a um, a bluff here, somebody bluff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna bet uh 3100 or something right or right around the three quarters pot again. Okay. Okay. Um. I uh, my my line of thinking was pretty similar. I thought at first I was like maybe this is a uh, maybe this is a check, and then I got to thinking I'm like, well, he's got so many like one diamond hands that he's going to check back or he's going to uh um call a bet with but i think if i check here he's just he's just not betting those one pairs he's not betting um if he's got like jack nine or something like that i think he's uh you know jack nine with no diamond you know he's got a straight draw with the with a pair like i don't think he's ever betting that um, so what would you do if you had the nut flush right now uh as hero or as villain as hero uh yeah i would bet it probably about the same amount i ended up going 25 you say 31 i I think i like that a little better because um he's still probably calling with like the the queen jack if he's got the queen of diamonds um i think he's calling 31 just as well as he's calling 25 so i could squeak out an extra six bigs there um but yeah, no, that's it. It sounds totally fine. Okay, all right. I end up betting twenty five, and he folds, and then that's where I was kind of second guessing. Like, I'm glad we went through this because I was like, well, maybe it, uh, maybe it was too big. Maybe, it, maybe I should have checked. And then I'm like, no, he probably just got away from. No, you just you just bet your hand and hope somebody's gonna. I mean, it, it wouldn't be like the craziest thing I've ever seen if somehow the guy had like queens with no diamond and yeah. shoved here you know what i mean just like somehow it was like in his mind he's slow play <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? <laughs> uh, I, I mean not not with a diamond draw he would do that but i think you know kind of people are over overvaluing their hands very much no one's can even you know especially in a rebuy no one can even so i think um after you put 20 yeah you, you want to set it up for the shove for stacks here i think so i would go bigger Okay. But again, uh, this would be villain dependent against some really guys who are capable of bluffing. Um, I might just check here. I can't decide. It would depend. Okay. Um, depend on what you could evaluate what their bluffing frequency is here. But, you know, you really don't want to bet fold, obviously. But I think, um, like you broke it down, flush draws are only a part of his range there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I got one more real quick one. Um, this one, um, we're later on in the tournament, the, the blind levels are, uh, small blinds, one K big blind is 1500. And then the ante is 1500. So we start out, uh, with the 4,500 in the pot. Um, and all effective stacks are essentially, uh, around 60 K we're, we're basically all about, uh, 40 big blinds deep. Okay um utg he's got 80k so he's got everyone covered but again no one else has more than 60k so he he opens to 3k so he min raises this guy is um i've played with him before he's from 
Oh God, it was uh, Kentucky or Tennessee, uh, one of those middling states, you know, kind of in the in the middle of the U.S. Um, I've played with him before. I think I played with him last summer. Um, he's a recreational player. Um, he's decent. Uh, I, I would say his main weakness is he's a little too. Um, he'll do things like raise under the gun with like um, Ace Five suited. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, when when the competition is 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 such that he probably shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like he, he's not the best player at the table, and he's raising that under the gun. You know what right. I mean? Um, that kind of thing. Uh, so anyhow, he could be he could be fairly wide here, um, but again, he's raising all his nutted hands as well. So he uh, he he min raises to three k under the gun. Uh, another Quickly, early. Uh, what was your raise size when you were when you were open raising in this tournament? Was it two X? Was it just two X or three and a half? Yeah, I'm still on team like bigger opens just to get more folds, especially when you go later. But uh, that I am too because I, 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 I watched it happen this entire tournament. Like guys, you know, the kid pros with the uh, you know with the hooded sweater and stuff. They're they're min raising and then getting frustrated when uh, uh, you know two Titleist hats uh, uh, call them and now they're out of position because they only made it to it. What the hell do you expect? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Like> just <laughs> make it four X here and you're going to get heads up. But when you just min raise this crap, you're going to go six handed. Like what, what do you expect? Yeah. Uh, but, I, I think again, against, um, against a tough pro, like I was watching, I rarely watch poker on TV anymore, but I was watching a little bit of a high roller event and it was the, they're all using the min raise, which I think it makes a little more sense because they're, Still probably three betting only, mostly for value, and you get you get less flats, that sort of thing. Big blind defense. Um, I mean, no, you don't get less flats, but you're 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 never going to see four people call a a two bet usually in a pro heavy field. True, but yeah. in an amateur field, you do. So you really wanted to get it down to one or two villains, I think. Anyways, he opens to three thousand. Sorry. Yeah, he, he min raises to three k. Um, and then early position, uh, loose guy playing probably 40, 45% of hands he calls. Um, late position caller, uh, new guy to my right. Um, but I, again, I played with him several times over the last three to four years, and he's just kind of a solid wreck. I, I'm pretty certain he's a winning player. Uh, then we're in the small blind um, with 40 bigs. Uh, and we've got uh, tens, two red tens. Um, the big blind, the guy to my left, um, he's been uh, playing fairly tight. Uh, I haven't seen him really. Like the only time he's three betting or four betting is when he's when he's got it. You know, when he's nutted. Uh, I don't even think he's doing it with jacks. Um, but he, he's the big blind. He hasn't looked at his hand yet, so we don't got any read there. Um, but. Um, UTG, min raise, early position, loose, loose caller, calls, uh, late position, solid guy uh, to my right, calls, and then we're in the small blind. With oh, there's four callers in front of you? Uh, I thought it was the three. opener, and then early position, late position. So uh, the opener, and then two callers, and then we're in the small blind with tens. Um, yeah, I think Mark might just rip it here. Okay. I mean, you got... You got we got we got eight and a half big blinds in there, right? We got uh, two with the with the four, ante six uh, with the ante, yeah, seven, eight, eight and a half, yeah. I mean, it's more than a twenty percent bump to your stack. 
you can actually get called by worse. Um, not that often, but you never know. Mike, somebody might call you with eight, eights or nines and ace king, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think shoving is definitely an option, and but that's the problem with the three betting here, especially if it's depending if it's a weaker field. They're not even once the first person calls, the next two aren't aren't even like thinking in terms of like set mining odds or you know, yeah, stack utility. They're probably calling a lot. So if I'm I am squeezing, it's definitely going to be like big, where I'm going to be shoving every flop like fourteen bigs. Yeah you know, like seven Xing the bet here with the three play people out of position. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any arguments for just for flatting. I would flat if the early position raiser was just like an old lady who's just played four hands in three hours. That's probably the only, that's a situation for flatting for sure. And I guess, um, yeah, I mean, just re reduce variance. You can just, you can just, flat. I think, I think uh, Mike Pearson probably just flats here. Okay, Scott Stewart maybe too. I mean, with the flatting of the nine. So I, I now I'm now I don't know. I could do any of them. I don't like three betting to like your standard three betting three x plus four plus five to like you know ten x here or something ten ten thousand. I think or that would be a mistake. Twelve thirteen thousand. I think you know. Yeah, I think you're just going to end up multi way a lot out of position. So. I like, I probably like shove or flat now. I, I don't know, Steve. This is why I don't. In a cash game, this is why I, I'm just flatting here. If everyone's 300 big blinds deep, I'm just flatting. Cash game, I like a flat here, yeah. Most, most likely. Again, especially if there are pros behind me who can play range versus range poker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, a lot of low cards, they're going to put a lot of pressure on me. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't matter what the flop is. I kind of know. If it's big cards, I'm worried about that. Uh, if it's smaller cards, they're going to put me on an overpair and make things difficult. You know what I mean? So, and, of course, if it's a, if it's a cash game and you three bet, people are going to be calling with almost their full, full range here. So, yeah, yeah I, I would be flatting uh, against an early position in, in, a, in a cash game just to point out the difference. I'm not sure if that's right. I'm just saying that's what I would do. And here I kind of, I kind of like a shove. If the opener, because you got dead money in there. Yeah. If the opener is raising more than, I mean, you even like I said, you do decent against their calling range. So if they're opening your standard fifteen percent under the gun, you know. Um, we got the I, fifth best hand in poker right here. Yeah. Yeah. If you lose, it's a cooler. I, I mean, I don't know if that's a mistake. Again, if you have a huge edge on the table, if you had the three worst players in the history of poker on your right you know, your classic loose passive calling every three bet folding to every C bet. I mean, again, this, this all factors into it, the quality of the players at the table and specifically in this hand. But anyways, um, shoving is not a mistake that I can say with a 100%. It makes money. Okay. It shows a profit. So that's, that's the one thing I know shows a profit for sure. Okay. What did you decide to do? Well, I, I was running through all that in my head. And in my head at the moment, I was like, uh, wow, eight and a half big blinds with tens in the small blind is blowing the doors off of expectation here. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, there is no way that you can average eight and a half big blinds with tens in the small blind. I mean, in that spot, you're probably, I think the average player may make three and a half or four big blinds, if even that. Um, you know, so 
that uh, would be a huge, um, you know, that would be a great result if we shoved and, and won this. But then on the other side of the coin, I was like, I got 40 bigs. Like, isn't 40 bigs just too much to shove in this spot? I mean, um, it just felt like it was too much. But now that we're running through this, I think that's the move. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, because really, we're, the only one we're dodging here is uh, under the gun. The the yeah, guy yeah. that called uh, after him was loose, and he's calling there with like eight, nine of clubs. You know what I mean? Um, like he just never has jacks or better. The the second guy, uh, the late position guy, he never has jacks or better because he just called, uh, and he's a he's a winning player. Um, and the big blind could wake up with a hand, but whatever. That's that's just bad luck. Um, we're we're only dodging the early position guy, not having um, jacks or better and anything else. We we're happy to uh, you know dominate or flip against. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. There's probably arguments for just three betting here. You can three bet fold against the under the gun because your range is so strong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be folding against Ace King, in which case you know you're giving up equity because you're the favorite. Or maybe um, I'm saying you could three bet fold here, maybe against that original razor, depending on who the villain is. That's the uh, thing, though, for us to be able to to three bet here and not get everyone to call, um, we can't make it like 11k. I, I feel like we got to make it like 20k, and then when he shoves, now we we just raise folded a third of our stack, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe my my first analysis was I was overestimating how frequently you're going to get multiple callers here because you do look super strong. So even if these players are weakish, you know, the weak players in poker tournaments aren't as bad as they used to be. They're probably going to – they're ranging you as very strong here and going to be able to look at the stacks enough to say, yeah, I'm not I, – I mean, they're going to be overcalling here, not overfolding, I think, for sure. True. Um, like I said, shoving is profitable. Yeah. But like, if you're trying to reduce variance, um, maybe just, maybe just flat here. There's plenty of good players I know would have arguments for both. Folding obviously is the one non-option. Yeah. And I don't know if, uh, yeah, for some reason, like I say, the, the three betting is, seems problematic in certain, certain level, but, uh, could be optimal for all I know. So what did you decide to do? Well, I settled on uh, flatting. And then okay. right after I, th- I flatted, I, I remembered uh, Andrew Brokus's video, calling is not a compromise. <laughs> like maybe it was a shove. Big blind folded. It's pretty uneventful after that. The flop came uh, ace, queen, nine. And uh, I, I checked folded. I checked and then the opener led. And um, I think there was a call after that. And I'm, I was done with the hand. But that uh kind of glad it paid, played out this way or it may not have uh, even brought this hand up yeah but, uh, no it uh yeah i think i think you're right it, it's just a shove pre-flop you just got to dodge uh the big blind from waking up with a hand and you got to dodge early position not having uh jacks queens kings or aces which most of the time he's not going to have um i mean like i said if he's raising ace five suited under the gun then you know, we could even get a call here from him because, because again, he's got everyone covered. He's got 80 K and we've all got 60. Um, and you could get a call here from ace queen. You could get a call here from nines, maybe even eights. 
Um, I don't know. I think shoving looks looks a little weaker than three betting to like seventeen or twenty k or something. Um, yeah, this is just quickly and uh, yeah. I mean, again, this is like a function probably of um, bankroll. I think this is a spot where six months ago I'm always even in a cash game like nines and tens are I'm squeezing here like every time, mm-hmm. and now I might only be queens plus in that spot and not mm-hmm. even trying to balance with nine, 10 suited or anything. Dep- I mean, depending on the lineup, um, because it's a, you know, against the early position guy, it's, it's, it's immediately a high, a high, uh, a high variant spot. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it, you know, cause soon as, uh, even if you're deep here, as soon as you're three bet, you're kind of setting up playing for stacks. Maybe if you got 300 cards, it's hard to get away, you know, against yeah. some villains. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's probably fine. I think 30 bigs, I definitely shove. Yeah, 30 would have been an easy shove. Yeah. 25, obviously, no, don't even think more than, you know, for a second about it. Yeah. Um, if, if the original opener has, you know, is, is opening a normal range of hands and not super tight. So 25, certainly 30, I'm pretty certain. Uh, once you start getting 35 or 40, maybe you're a little too deep there. But like you say, you only got to get, get around two two players you know yeah um because the other players really should um never be are going to be are going to be flatting very infrequently trying yeah. to trap someone going to be overcalling, you know just to trap i don't know steve i try to do my best wow did we actually do five hands today i think we did i brought up two how many well, did you bring up i brought up three i didn't get it's wow. good this is the new, this is the new, I have to get, if I don't want to talk about my personal life, which is what I vowed to not to do here is <laughs> we're just going to talk a shit ton of poker then. And I've got to do <laughs> fucking hands, man. I don't know. Okay, homie, we're ready to call it a day here. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and uh, you guys can uh, check out our new website, headsuppoker.info. We had to move our uh, website, but uh got a bunch of new stuff up there so go ahead and check it out you can listen to all the podcasts there and um thank you for tuning in here is your weekly motivational speech life how beautiful it is how amazing it is to be able to rise up in the morning and have that sun shine on your face rather than on your grave what makes life so unique and so beautiful it is beautiful because whatever you have that you may be facing what you may be dealing with life is still good Life has so many moving parts But life is always good Every day is a new day and another opportunity That others may not have This life that you have been given This life that you are temporarily holding on to This life that has been just given to you for only temporary reasons has more meaning than you can ever imagine. So many people in the world take life for granted. 
instead of realizing that you have to take the opportunity to live it the best way you know how. Now on this journey of life, you're gonna face a significant amount of circumstances, a significant amount of challenges. You're gonna fall into areas that you cannot understand. And maybe it's not in the position for you to understand at that moment. When you start to feel that you are in a position that you don't love your life, then shame on you. Because your life is a beautiful thing. And no one deserves to ruin it. No one deserves to control it. No one deserves to steal your joy. Your life is your life, and you have the right to live it the best way you can. You must discipline yourself and take full control and responsibility for the outcome or whatever it is that you are seeking at this moment. There are going to be so many different things that you will embark on. There are going to be so many different things that's going to try to slow you down. There are going to be so many different challenges that you must face. But instead of running away from the challenge, run towards the challenge. Be able to understand that life has meaning. It has reason. And all of these things that you may be thinking that is so hard on you. Just remember, sometimes you're going to have to go through these changes, these circumstances that puts you in a position to make you feel that you're not worthy anymore. But make no mistake, you are worthy. You were created for something. You wasn't created for nothing. Life has a gift. A gift of giving. A gift of receiving. And whether if it's good or bad, you got to make sure you understand that these circumstances and these challenges has to happen in your life. You will come to a point that you may feel that you are in a hopeless situation. You may come to a point in your life where you're at the end of a rope and the only thing left to do is to climb up because you only can do so much for so long. But make sure you're doing much more instead of doing less. Stop stressing about the things that you cannot control and stop focusing on the things that you have control of. Take control of your life. Take control of the opportunities. Believe in yourself and know that it is not over for you. So many people out there in this world right now will try to tell you not to be something that you feel in your heart that you want to be. So many people out there right now are miserable and they'll try their best to take you with them 
Do not let misery control the life that you have. Do not let anyone tell you how to live it. Do not let anyone validate your purpose. Do not let anyone validate your destiny. Someone told you a long time ago that you wasn't worthy. Someone looked you in the eye and said you wasn't going to make it. I say to you right now that you will make it. I say to you right now that you must make it. I say to you right now that you must tell excuses, fear, and doubt that it has no place in your place of business. For this is your life that you are fighting for. This is your life that you are living for. And make no mistake, no one is going to do you better than you. Don't wait for something to happen. You make it happen. You make it happen for a reason. And take full responsibility and control of this thing we call life.